TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hey, good afternoon. It is Joe Beamer in for Tom Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. We thank you for making us a part of your day today and every day. Uh, lots to get to. Lots to get to, and starting with, I think, a speech from the president. I think. Again, the president was supposed to speak at 1. I was preparing the show, listening to David, uh, getting ready to take notes on what the president was going to say, right? Um, because I obviously wanted something to refer to. Yes, yes, I. if any of my former um, school teachers out there are listening— Yes, I can take notes. I know you didn't see any proof of that uh, in my 12-plus years of schooling. Uh, But yes, I can take notes and was prepared to take notes during the Biden speech. Uh, The thing is, he has not yet spoken. And I don't want to make this a, a whole thing about being late to work, but I've never seen anything like this. Right? I have... That's going to be taken out of context. There's going to be someone who just can't, who hates me, who's going to take this out of context. Usually when a president or official is late, after 30 minutes, you hear, okay, now it's going to be at two. Now it's going to, I've, I've never seen a press conference on time either. Okay. Just to be honest with you, I've never seen a press conference on time, but usually when it's more than 30 minutes late. They give you a, hey, he's being held up. It's going to be more like 2, 2.30. To my knowledge, we have not seen that. And we are still waiting for the 1 o'clock press conference to start at 2.10. And Tanner made a good point uh, while we were uh, listening to Tom Puckett's news. You know, if you did that at your job, right? You said you were going to be somewhere at a certain time and still an hour and 10 minutes later have not been there. There's going to be a few consequences uh, from your boss, right? Uh, The president, I think, can be as late as he wants to be. And now we're kind of in that holding pattern where I don't really want to go into another topic um, because, obviously, we are awaiting uh, President Joe Biden and his comments uh, on the situation, on the war that has broken out in Israel. Again, this is from the White House. And again, I'm not... Number one, I'm not going to make the whole show about this. Number two, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to be, you know, a right-wing radio guy. Uh, but this is the same president who yesterday put a, a noon lid on at the White House. So, you know, yesterday nothing um, except for a few scheduled tweets to come out, which I saw Jackie Heinrich from Fox News say, not a good look. I completely agree. Um so we go from a 12 o'clock lid yesterday to a allegedly a press conference. Allegedly, we're going to have a press conference. Again, we were told we would have a press conference an hour and 11 minutes ago. And uh, here we are. 
uh, still awaiting that press conference. But I'm sure, uh, just like any politician, uh, the president will start his press conference off with the, with the reason of why he was so late. Uh, so where are we this, um, this afternoon after talking yesterday with you, 8030930, star 930, will be the number to <laughs> to get on. Um, yes, I made the mistake of opening the text board uh, while talking. Usually I like to read the text during the break. Uh, we're not going to. So yesterday we, we uh, heard from you and heard the different opinions out there of the listeners. Um, and, you know, I, I appreciate that. This morning, listening to um, A New Morning with Susan and Brian and hearing Jordana Miller, uh, who is in Israel, she does her reports from there, and kind of setting up what it's like in Israel right now uh, since uh, the war has broken out, since the attacks on Saturday. I thought it was a very interesting conversation. Uh, And as we await the president, I really kind of want to play that back for you. Um, I hope you don't mind. I, I just thought this was interesting. Jordana Miller uh, giving her account of what's going on in Israel. Again, from her perspective, this is someone who reports from Israel, lives in Israel, um, someone that we have on the morning show regularly. Uh, so I'm going to play a little bit of this back, Tanner, if we have News Boss up and ready to go. This is from this morning with Susan Rose and Brian Mazarowski. Again, I just, as we're waiting for the president, I don't want to go into something completely unrelated um, uh, from this. And I just thought this was an interesting perspective and an interesting conversation this morning. Israel at War, Jordana Miller is joining us this morning from Jerusalem. Uh, Jordana, the continued retaliation for the incursion by Hamas. What is the latest? Israel is continuing to carry out very intense airstrikes across the Gaza Strip, uh, and they have now, it appears, uh, they are targeting some Hamas leaders. We're just hearing from the Israeli uh, army that they have killed uh, Hamas's minister of uh, finance minister. Uh, And just moments ago, Hamas militants launched a barrage of rockets towards Tel Aviv and towards the airport towards uh, Ben Gurion International Airport. We don't know about any injuries or damages yet, um, but this war is, it's day four, but it feels like, you know, it is just the beginning. Uh, on the Gaza side, the death toll has jumped there to almost 800 with the intense uh, IDF airstrikes. Here in Israel, the death toll has jumped to over 900. Over 100 bodies were found in one of the farming communities right along the uh, Gaza border. Uh, 260 bodies were found at that music festival where militants gunned down young Israelis. Uh, And we're beginning to hear really more horrifying stories from the survivors, both those from the festival and those from the communities that somehow were able to hide uh, and avoid being killed by by these militants. Um, on the northern border, things are quieter today. We've had no rocket uh, exchanges. There have been no infiltrations. Yesterday, there were a few incidents. So it appears that Hezbollah so far has not jumped into this fight. Everyone hoping they will stay out. And we are hearing that there's some negotiations about the hostage situation. There's somewhere between 100 to 150 Israeli hostages 
in uh, the Gaza Strip. They've likely been divided into groups and put in very safe locations uh, that even wouldn't, they wouldn't die with Israeli airstrikes because there are some very deep bunkers in the Gaza Strip. Um, but it is, it is still obviously a very tense situation, and there's a lot of trauma just among families here, whether those are you know, people whose loved ones are missing or dead or who've been called up to service. We heard from Netanyahu, who said they've only began to strike back at Hamas. But how complicated is that when militants in Gaza are holding so many people hostage? Right. Well, I think Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu there was clearly alluding to a ground incursion, uh, something he really always tries to avoid. He was dragged into a ground incursion in 2014 when three Israeli boys were kidnapped and killed. And now it appears he's going to, you know, he's going to have to go in on the ground again. It's a complicated, you know, it's a complicated military picture to think about going in on a ground invasion and still trying to find um, and rescue some of those hostages. I mean, who they, they could be killed just out of vengeance once an incursion is, is launched. Um, so it's unclear, it's unclear if, uh, you know, Israel, if, if those families will ever see their loved ones again. And Hamas, you know, they took, they took young women, they took, uh, they took young children, they took the elderly, you know, it's, it's, um, it's hard to understand. Jordana, what has changed day to day inside Israel? Oh, I mean, everyone is not really, I mean, first of all, schools are closed across the country. You can hear, that's my son crying in the background. Everyone's at home with their children, uh, number one. And they're, you know, they're having a hard time dealing with the, the tra- with what's happening, with all the tension. A lot of people aren't going to work. I mean, the streets of the cities are, you know, they're a lot of them down south are empty. Jerusalem is very, also very empty. This toll that you're mentioning, it taking on families, how much longer can people kind of live under this constant threat? And this is different from the constant threat that's always there. Right, that's a great question. I mean, it's so difficult. It's difficult. You can, you can hear. You can hear how... I just actually went outside of my house because it's, I mean, I'm dealing with this in Jerusalem and I'm not even in the center of the action here, right? You can imagine the Israeli families that lived with with rocket fire for a decade and now have been evacuated from their homes. Do people want to leave? Are there options for them? So Israel is evacuating all of the residents along along the border communities. There's 24 different communities there, and they're being evacuated. Almost all of them. That's thousands of people because they're gonna. The Israelis are essentially gonna seal off that that border community area and call it a call it a you know a, a, 
military zone. So those people down there, they're being, I mean, they're going to hotels, they're going to families, to relatives, and then some strangers are just taking in people who have had to flee from the South. Well, Jordana, we uh, wish you the best and stay safe over there. Jordana Miller joining us live from Jerusalem. And again, that was this morning on A New Morning with uh, Susan Rose and Brian Mazarowski talking with Jordana Miller in Israel. I thought it was um, just an interesting conversation. Obviously, she's telling the story from Israel. Like she said, she's not near um, where uh, a lot of uh, the the fires go, you know, the um, uh, missiles are going back and forth. Um, but, she, you know, things in the country are closed. Schools are closed. You, you heard uh, that and just all that's going on and, and just the tragic details of what has happened over the last four days um, in Israel as we're talking about uh, over a thousand dead, 11 Americans among the dead. There are Americans who are right now uh, hostages, have been taken hostage. And, uh, you know, uh, we see Israel is planning now um, to go in on the ground. Uh, And we've seen U.S., uh, military ships, right? Uh, carriers getting closer to Israel to try to um, just to, I guess, be close there for the uh, the situation. Again, maybe we'll hear the president talk more about that uh, as we have been waiting now a, an hour and 21 minutes for the president of the United States to give his remarks on Israel. Um, and as war wages on in Israel, again, this started on Saturday. Uh, with the attacks in Israel. We've, we talked yesterday about the attacks at the music festival and, I mean, the details. And uh, I, I talked a, a lot about this yesterday, and, and it's, it's just something that still sticks with me are a lot of the videos that you are seeing on social media. You know, I saw one where um, the terrorists just walk, you know, break into the house and start lighting everything on fire. Um, you know, you've seen other ones that are just, Really, uh, they make you sick. I, I mean, just seeing people being dead, you know, dead bodies being paraded around. Um, and like I said, I just, that's not something that we have, in, that I can remember, uh, videos that we have had uh, of war, right? We've had videos of war, we've had pictures of war, uh, but, you know, to have the terrorists literally carrying their phone, a camera, around and filming all this. Uh, it's something that I think we could all have done without seeing. Um, but it really does put in perspective uh, just what Saturday on has been like for the people of Israel. 8030930, star 930 is the number to get on. Uh, it's, if there's something you'd like to comment on, like I said, we're waiting for uh, President Joe Biden to give his remarks uh, on the Hamas attacks that killed 11 Americans, and there are still Americans being held hostage. We've heard the stories of Americans who are trapped in Israel, as uh, a lot of the uh, carriers have kind of suspended flights in and out of Israel. So. Uh, transportation out is uh, something that, you know, has to be planned. Um, I, ta- I talked about yesterday this college student that was on Fox News yesterday, uh, you know, talking about trying to get a plan to get out of Israel and what that may look like with, you know, planes 
you have Delta and American not you know bringing their planes into Israel because you've got missiles being launched. And that's just a situation they cannot put themselves into right now. Yes, a lot of a lot of them are being intercepted, uh, but it's right now just it's it's a very uh, it's a very serious situation going on in Israel. And um, we'll learn more, I think, when the president uh, gives his remarks. It should be any minute now, as we've been waiting since one o'clock, and Tanner's telling me that the President of the United States is walking up now to address America. On this world. The people of Israel lived through one such moment this weekend. The bloody hands of the terrorist organization Hamas, a group whose stated purpose for being is to kill Jews. This was an act of sheer evil. More than 1,000 civilians slaughtered not just killed, slaughtered in Israel. Among them, at least 14 American citizens killed. Parents butchered, using their bodies to try to protect their children. Stomach-turning reports of being babies being killed. Entire families slain. Young people massacred while attending a musical festival to celebrate peace, to celebrate peace. Women raped, assaulted, paraded as trophies. Families hid their fear for hours and hours, desperately trying to keep their children quiet to avoid drawing attention. And thousands of wounded, alive but carrying with them the bullet holes and the shrapnel wounds and the memory of what they endured. You all know these traumas never go away. There's still so many families desperately waiting to hear the fate of their loved ones, not knowing if they're alive or dead or hostages. Infants in their mother's arms, grandparents in wheelchairs, Holocaust survivors abducted and held hostage. Hostages whom Hamas has now threatened to execute in violation of every code of human morality. It's abhorrent. The brutality of Hamas, these Bloodthirstiness brings to mind the worst, the worst rampages of ISIS. This is terrorism. But sadly, for the Jewish people, it's not new. This attack has brought to the surface painful memories and the scars left by a millennia of anti-Semitism and genocide of the Jewish people. So in this moment, we must be crystal clear. We stand with Israel. We stand with Israel. And we will make sure Israel has what it needs to take care of its citizens, defend itself, and respond to this attack. There's no justification for terrorism. There's no excuse. Hamas does not stand for the Palestinian people's right to dignity and self-determination. Its stated purpose is the annihilation of the State of Israel and the murder of Jewish people. They use Palestinian civilians as human shields. Hamas offers nothing but terror and bloodshed with no regard to who pays the price. The loss of innocent life is heartbreaking. Like every nation in the world, Israel has the right to respond, indeed has a duty to respond to these vicious attacks. 
I just got off the phone with a third call with Prime Minister Netanyahu, and I told him, the United States experience with Israel is experiencing our response to be swift, decisive, and overwhelming. We also discussed how democracies like Israel and the United States are stronger and more secure when we act according to the rule of law. Terrorists purposely target civilians, kill them. We uphold the laws of war, the law of war. It matters. There's a difference. Today, Americans across the country are praying for all those families that have been ripped apart. A lot of us know how it feels. It leaves a black hole in your chest when you lose family. Feeling like you're being sucked in. The anger, the pain, the sense of hopelessness. This is what they mean by a human tragedy, an atrocity on an appalling scale. We're going to continue to stand united supporting the people of Israel who are suffering unspeakable losses and opposing the hatred and violence of terrorism. My team has been in near constant communication with our Israeli partners and partners all across the region and the world from the moment this crisis began. We're surging additional military assistance, including ammunition and interceptors, to replenish Iron Dome. We're going to make sure that Israel does not run out of these critical assets to defend its cities and its citizens. My administration has consulted closely with Congress throughout this crisis. And when Congress returns, we're going to ask them to take urgent action to fund the national security requirements of our critical partners. This is not about party or politics. This is about the security of our world security of the United States of America. We now know that American citizens are among those being held by Hamas. I've directed my team to share intelligence and deploy additional experts from across the United States government to consult with and advise Israeli counterparts on hostage recovery efforts. Because as President, I have no higher priority than the safety of Americans being held hostage around the world. The United States has also enhanced our military force posture in the region to strengthen our deterrence. The Department of Defense has moved the USS Gerald R. Ford Carrier Strike Group to the Eastern Mediterranean and bolstered our fighter aircraft presence. And we stand ready to move in additional assets as needed. Let me say again to any country, any organization, anyone thinking of taking advantage of this situation, I have one word. Don't. Don't. Our hearts may be broken, but our resolve is clear. Yesterday, I also spoke with the leaders of France, Germany, Italy, and UK to discuss the latest developments with our European allies and coordinate our united response. This comes on top of days of steady engagement with partners across the region. We're also taking steps at home. In cities across the United States of America, police departments have stepped up, security around centers for, of Jewish life. And the Department of Homeland Security and the Federal Bureau of Investigation are working closely
with state and local law enforcement and Jewish community partners to identify and disrupt any domestic threat that could emerge in connection with these horrific attacks. This is a moment for the United States to come together, to grieve with those who are mourning. Let's be real clear. There is no place for hate in America, not against Jews, not against Muslims, not against anybody. We reject, we reject, what we reject is terrorism. We condemn the indiscriminate evil, just as we've always done. That's what America stands for. You know, just over 50 years ago, I was thinking about it this morning, talking to the Secretary of State, the Vice President in my office. Over 50 years ago, as a young senator, I visited Israel for the first time as a newly elected senator. And I had a long, long trip meeting with Golda Meir in her office just before the Yom Kippur War. And I guess she could see the consternation on my face as she described what was being faced, what they were facing. We walked outside in that, that sort of hallway outside her office to have some photos. She looked at me all of a sudden and said, would you like to have a photograph? And so I got up and followed her out. We were standing there silent, looking at the press. She could tell, I guess, I was concerned. She leaned over and whispered to me. She said, don't worry, Senator Biden. We have a secret weapon here in Israel. My word is what she said. We have no place else to go. We have no place else to go. For 75 years, Israel has stood as the ultimate guarantor the security of Jewish people around the world so that the atrocities of the past could never happen again. And let there be no doubt the United States has Israel's back. We will make sure the Jewish and democratic state of Israel can defend itself today, tomorrow, as we always have. It's as simple as that. These atrocities have been sickening. We're with Israel. Let's make no mistake. Thank you. Mr. President, what was your reaction? Doesn't seem like he'll be answering any questions, uh, especially that last one. Um, but he did not. That was President Joe Biden giving his... Um, Remarks on the war in Israel, saying that America stands with Israel um, and calling on Congress to act. Congress, which right now is in recess, and um, hopefully that will be uh, not the case. What is it, this week? Next week they're voting on speaker? I. It's a very difficult thing to, to follow um, in Congress. Uh, but... Uh, Joe Biden also saying that the number of American citizens killed is now at 14 in uh, the Israel conflict on Saturday. The number originally was 8, then 11, now 14. And I know we, there are still some Americans that are being held hostage. Uh, and, and there are Americans that are right now stuck, 
right? They're stuck um, in, in places in Israel where, you know, they really can't be on the move um, because they'd put themselves at even more risk. Uh, so obviously, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with everyone uh, affected in Israel, um, but especially with those uh, Americans that are there trying to find a way home. 803-0930, star 930. We will take calls on this for 25 minutes. Uh, I know we did uh, most of the show on it yesterday, uh, but this is a ongoing situation. And we've heard from the president now. Uh, we've now heard from you know, members of his cabinet. We've heard uh, pretty much from everyone in Washington on this. Uh, what are your feelings today? What are your th- what are your thoughts as you see everything unfolding over in Israel? 803-0930, star 930 is the number to come on. And like I said, we'll talk about this until about 3 o'clock as the president just addressed the United States of America. We'll get some um, points from that press conference, and we will also talk with you at 803-0930, star 930. But first, I believe we have some spots we have to get to, Tanner. And we will get to some spots now and then be back with you on News Radio 930 WBEN. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It is Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. You just heard from the President of the United States, Joe Biden, talk about uh, America's stand with Israel and uh, what has happened over the last four days. Also calling on Congress, you know, when Congress gets back, uh, which... Congress shouldn't be in a recess, but that's a whole different uh, segment for a whole different day. Uh, on the war in Israel, and you know, we talked a lot about this yesterday as we continue to see the images out of Israel. The, just hearing some of the horrific stories. Uh, there, there's one that was coming out about 200 uh, found dead in a small village in Israel. 40 of the dead. Babies, some of which were decapitated. I, I mean, just disgusting things, horrific, disgusting things that we are hearing uh, have happened uh, in Israel from the terrorists. And uh, I'm wondering what you are thinking today, uh, what you thought of the president's comments that we just heard. Uh, again, I, I understand, you know, most presidents give a, a, a statement when it comes to something like war and walk off. It's not Joe Biden's not the only one to do it. Um, but there are some questions and you would think eventually the president would take questions. I'm not saying now's the right time. Uh, I'm not saying it's not. But I, I think there are some questions that uh, I think it would mean more to 
the people of the United States if the president was the, were the, was the one to answer the questions, not the press secretary, right? Um, I, I think it would just mean more if you heard the president. Again, this isn't me attacking Joe Biden. I know every pre- there, a lot of presidents run, you know, uh, make their statement and walk away from the media without doing the questions. I'm not saying that Joe Biden needs to do a two-hour marathon like uh, Donald Trump would do. Uh, both extremes, in my opinion, in my opinion, are wrong. Um, but to just answer a few questions, again, the day after the White House put a noon lid on media requests and availability to the president and to the um, press secretary, right? So t- to me, okay, you put the lid on yesterday to prepare for this, and this would also include questions. Again, that's just me. I understand. I'm not a political person. I'm not in politics. I'll never be in politics. Uh, so maybe I just look at things a little differently. 803 star 930 That's the number to call. That's the number to text if you would like to do so. And we are looking through the, again, the, the, the images and the accounts of people being in Israel, a family that has uh, family members being held hostage, People trying to get out of Israel. We're also hearing of people trying to get out of Gaza. Uh, it, it's a very ongoing situation. And again, the news develops and there's there's more and more thrown into it. It seems every hour. The president also laying out uh, this by saying to any country, any organization, anyone thinking of taking advantage of the situation, I have one word, don't. Our hearts may be broken, but our resolve is clear. And um, again, we uh, we will see what is next when it comes to the United States involvement in this, or what they, uh, how the United States uh, will play a part in this. And a lot of people talking about, you know, the funding and who is funding Hamas. And you know, anytime you bring up a question like that. You're you're automatically hit with just you know the label of oh you know you're a you're a right wing lunatic you're you're this you're that like, I think that's a pretty fair question you know is the United States going to punish the people behind funding these Hamas terrorist attacks that I don't understand why that why that question is just you know thrown away oh that's just that's just right wing propaganda I, I I don't understand that at all. And I think it's a very important question. You know, I mean, it, 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 was, it was controversial when it happened, giving the $6 billion to Iran. Now, I know that the administration wants to talk about, well, that's not, that money is not in Iran's hands yet. That, that, okay. But what about the other, the other funding to Iran by, you know, you talk about sanctions that have been put on the country, yet they are making billions in oil sales. Where what sanctions have been put on the country into making money, and then they know they're getting that six billion, right? I don't know how much they've gotten, if they've gotten any. But okay, we'll take from this, and when we get that six billion, that will replenish what we took to to fund. I'm just saying, if Iran is funding Hamas, uh, does that cancel out the six billion dollar deal? I mean, is there an action with 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 more sanctions? Oh, we'll just put more sanctions. Do you take the money away from Iran? I mean, what is the United States going to do 
if they find out that, you know, country or countries have been funding, were responsible for funding and planning these Hamas attacks? I think those are important questions. I don't think those are things you, you run away from or you just say, oh, you know, that's, you're obviously just a bias. Again, that's the way I'm looking at it. Uh, what about you? 803-0930, star 930. Also, the uh, text board is open at 803-0930, star 930. Hamas uh, has at least four American hostages, uh, hostages, and Hamas also saying that they will um, kill hostages over airstrikes uh, are the threats that they are putting out. So, again, I mean, just a... It, 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 it's it's really heartbreaking to talk about. It's heartbreaking to see all of this play out. It's absolutely disgusting what has taken place. And, you know, I, I know we live in, in, in a place where everyone is entitled to their opinion. But, hey, I, I'm paid to give my opinion. You have people celebrating, protesting in support of Palestine... And all around, all around the country, right? We saw it in New York. We've seen it in D.C. We've seen it in Chicago. And I'm just saying, I can't help but think you are, you know, celebrating what Hamas has done. You are celebrating the Hamas attacks. Am I reading that wrong? Am I looking into that wrong? I don't know. I, I don't care where you stand. I don't know how you can support these terrorists going into homes, killing innocent people, you know, almost killing everyone at a music festival, decapitating babies. I, you know, someone called in, what about human decency? I, I don't know how you can hear those stories, see some of these videos, and then go and say you stand with Palestine. Say you stand, you know, does that mean you stand with Hamas? Does that mean you stand with the attacks? I, I, that I will never understand. I don't know how you could hear these stories. I don't know how you could see the images we are seeing. And then decide that you are going to, going to go. And like I said, you, you heard some of the statements that were being made at these rallies. I, I mean... I, I don't I don't know how to address it. I really don't know how to address it. And then you'll have someone, you know, on social media say that, you know, I'm the bad guy for questioning it. I'm the bad guy for calling out those rallies. Right? 8030930, star nine thirty. That is the number to get on. My name's Joe Beamer. I'm filling in for uh who am I filling in for? Tom Barley here on News Radio nine thirty W B E N. Pat is on a cell phone, and Pat will kick things off. Hey, Pat. Hey, Joe. How you doing? How's the baby? The, the baby's doing well. Thank you. Good, good, good. Hey, Joe. Uh, they've responded 15 times to the same question. There's no evidence to link Iran to the funding of Hamas. So to keep saying it only sort of plants that idea in people's mind. What if it wasn't Iran? What if it's Libya? Do we bomb Iran for Libya's sins? Or do we just wait and trust the government and and hope that uh, they're being straight with us? Well, and I never said bomb. I, I said what, what I was at, a hypothetical. What if we find out, you know, it was Iran? What if we find out it was Libya? What is the proper action 
if we find out that there was a country planning and funding these attacks. So, Joe, would you expect uh, an official from the U.S. government to answer that question? Would, would we really want to telegraph what we're doing, what we would do? No, I would hope not. Well, then, I mean, but the more you ask the question, the more other people ask the question, the more politicians are uh, put in a position of either having to uh, deny it altogether uh, in order to keep secrecy or to spill their guts. I mean, uh, that's really the problem with this 24-hour news cycle. We want to know everything immediately, and it sort of takes away the element of surprise uh, from our enemies. and leaves us uh, leaves our military in a bad position when we continue to second guess uh, the actions of the the leaders who've been duly elected, whether you like them or not, they're your party or not. They've been elected to lead us, and we pester them with these questions over and over and over until we get an answer we don't like, and then we uh, complain about the answer we don't like. No, you know, and, and Pat, like I said, we'll have to see how this uh, how this plays out. But you're right. I I have been I was vocal back when I was um, you know in high school, and you would have you know oh, and what the military is going to do next is do this on cable news. You're right. I I think giving out the next plan is 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 uh, it's not done often, but it has been done in the cable news era, and I, I definitely understand the criticism that you are you are putting out there. Okay. Well, thank you, Joe. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Pat on a cell, 803-0930, star 930. And it is a hypothetical. You're right. We don't have all the answers. We don't know. Right now, what we're trying to do is, is you know, just try to... Uh, I mean, right now, obviously, you'd like to know the answers. You'd like to know where the funding's coming from because you'd like to cut off that funding, right? I mean, I do think that's important. Um... But right now, like I said, I mean, you, you turn on the TV, and not since I can't remember this much footage of war on our TVs since we went into Baghdad. Now I could, I could be wrong, but it seems like no matter what time of day you turn on a cable news network, you are getting images of mi- missile launches of. Reporters on scene, I have seen reporters for CNN and reporters for Fox News have to uh, go for, you know, go down for cover. Um, and and I, I, I don't remember this, these kind of images taking over um, our television like this in the last almost two decades. Uh, by the way, the president also said there that American planes will be heading to Israel uh, for Americans in Israel. That was also mentioned in the press conference. Um, so that is another thing to follow up on. Uh, 8030930, star 930. What do you think of the situation? What's playing out? Again, like I said, I, I yesterday I, I, I put my opinions out there. Um, and, and like I said, you know, there's still a lot I don't know. I'm learning a lot about this conflict as it goes on. Um, but I just, I hear the stories, I see the images and I really just don't understand, uh, how here in America people can go and rally in support of Palestine. Again, I look at that as, are you rallying in support of the attacks from the terrorists, um, that we saw on Saturday? Again, that is 
how I take it, and, and it's just um, it's absolutely heartbreaking what we're seeing on our TVs, what we're seeing on social media. Um, but again, we are seeing it from afar, and just to think that there are you know our our friends and ally in Israel that right now you've got a country that is shut down, people are staying in their houses, uh, you've got you know people fearing that their family members are dead fearing that they're not safe, they're not in a safe place. Um, and, and just to think that, uh, again, uh, the word that comes to mind is heartbreaking, and, and seeing those images, uh, just absolutely, absolutely disgusting. 803 star 930 is the number to get on. My name's Joe Beamer. I'm filling in for Tom Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.